This is Wednesday, January 24th. You ever been asked to help people reconcile that are at odds with each other? It's a tough job for sure, but often when people cannot resolve their differences, a third party is required. Years ago, a woman in a church I was serving at the time had a severe automobile accident with a, with a man who was a follower of Jesus. The woman's life was altered by the accident, and the man that caused the accident sought reconciliation with her. Of course, the insurance companies had already worked out all of the financial matters, but what about the personal matters? I was invited with two elders from our church to sit with the woman from our church, and also the man and leaders from his church. It was an emotional experience as the woman shared how her life had been changed and how she continued to be plagued with medical issues as a result of what happened. Here was a powerful moment when there could be confession and forgiveness. Now the parable of the prodigal son, as we often call it, has the opportunity for such a moment. Here's our text for today. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country. That's Luke 15, verse 11 to 13. Now we have learned that the younger son wanted his share of his father's estate. We've learned that this was tantamount to wanting him dead. Listening again to what Jesus said, we see two things here. First, the father actually divided what he had between the two sons. There's no indication that the older son declined this division of his father's assets. While he did not seek it, we would expect him to strongly object to this. In essence, he should throw a fit. He should reject the whole deal. But we hear nothing of that from him. And second, in such a family, the oldest son would bear the responsibility of helping to facilitate reconciliation. Yes, in their world, the son, the neutral party between the father and the younger brother, would be expected to push for healing between them. But there's no sign that he does anything here either. So either he hates his brother or he does not care about the heart of his father, or both. Here we can see that likely the older brother has problems with the father as well. He neither denies his share, nor helps bring his father and brother together. He's willing to benefit from this transaction, and he shows, and as in doing so, he shows his disloyalty in the process. Now, as we read this, do we have any responsibility in helping people around us heal rifts? I think in our day we're expected to stay out of other people's business. Even people close to us are expected to solve their own problems and heal their own rifts. But is that our calling? You see, for the brothers, the common outcome after the death of their father we would be that the two of them would live side by side and work the same farm, the father's land the land passed on to them. They would become next-door neighbors and raise their families together. But there is not only strife between them and their father, there's also a rift between them. No older brother would let his younger brother leave without pleading with him to stay at home. 
All of this is so revealing about our relationships and how we often need help with reconciliation. Jesus, I think, is describing the human family and our need for grace from outside of us, a a way home that we cannot make for ourselves. Now, I want to go back to that scene I shared earlier. I sat with two elders from our church and a woman from our church, helping to heal a relationship with a man who had injured her. Her pain seemed unrelenting. The man's apologies and grief over what he had caused did not seem to lessen this sense of injury to her at all. The pathway to reconciliation seemed blocked by so much hurt and pain. Then one of the elders from our church, his name is Ron, shared a story from his childhood. It was a story I had never heard him tell. One day he was 16 years old. He was sitting on the front porch of his home. His father walked across the street in front of the house, and as he did, he saw his father struck and killed by a man driving a car. That man was a drunk driver. Ron shared the pain he had endured and how God had healed his broken heart, how he had forgiven the man who had deprived him of his father at this special time in his life when he needed his father's presence. Now, Ron was very wise in sharing his story. He did not allow the focus to be turned on to him, but instead instantly directed his words to the injured woman from our church. He explained how difficult and painful forgiveness is and how it does not make everything bad go away. The horrible things still happen. But forgiveness opens the way to the future. As he shared, the clouds of darkness began to break and the light of forgiveness began to shine through. That day, the loss of Ron's father and how he processed so great a loss through the power of the gospel opened the way for healing to begin. Thankfully, in our story, our older brother is Jesus. He was not willing for the rift to remain between us and his father. He has come in person to pursue reconciliation so that we might return home and be reunited with the father who loves us. Let us be thankful that we have such an older brother who would go in search of us and do all that is needed so that we might be forgiven and restored. Let's pray. Faithful and gracious Father, we cannot bring about our own reconciliation with you. We rejoice that Jesus, our older brother, has come to restore us. Help us to rest in him and to rejoice in this grace. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen.